Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood REI and welcome our guest, strong and powerful Josh Ferrari. Josh, are you ready to do this? Man, I was uh, I was born ready. No, <laughs> I like it. I like yeah, it. <laughs> Perfect. Josh is a multifamily syndicator at Ferrari Capital. He's the host of the Creative Capital Podcast. Again, I'm excited to have you on. Josh, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh, man, we could talk for hours about all that. But to give you a brief summary of it all, I am 24 years old, and I am an air, I'm a full-time aircraft technician. I went to college to become an aircraft technician, got my airplane and power plant license, moved down from Memphis, Tennessee to Mobile, Alabama, to start what I thought was going to be this long-standing career just as a technician. I'd come down here, get a little bit of experience, and then go to one of the bigger outlets like FedEx or UPS or one of the bigger companies, climb the corporate ladder, live the life, so on and so forth. Well, then about six months after having moved down here, my dad called me up one random day and said that him he had some news to tell me. Uh, like, hey, I got something to tell you. All right. You know, you make it make it sound like it's going to be something bad. You know, just go ahead and tell me what is it. He says, "Well, your mom and I are about to spend forty thousand dollars on a course that's going to teach us how to flip house." <laughs> and I just was like, "That's just weird. Like, what do you mean you're about to spend forty grand? What does that even look like? Real estate? Why real estate? Now?" And so he had all these questions and. It turned into an actually really long conversation where probably about a four hour long conversation, honestly. And at the end of it, my interest was just piqued. I was just intrigued with the idea of it all and what it might look like. Granted, I didn't really think flipping was going to be for me. I never really liked construction or dealing with contractors or renovations or any of those things, but I knew there was something there specific to this real estate thing that was going to be for me. So I dove head in, like head first, basically read 40 books that first year, more books than I'd ever read my entire 21 years of existence at the time. And I listened to all the podcasts I could get a hold of, was going to three different local real estate meetups. And it, um, I ended up getting started into wholesaling. For those out there who don't really know what that is, it's basically flipping contracts so I would get a deal under contract from a seller, and then I would take that contract, my equitable interest, sell it to an end buyer who actually had the money, the know-how, and the ability to close on the deal like that. And I would make a little like finder's fee. Well, we tried that for six months. It didn't work. We didn't close a single deal, so we pivoted. said, well, this isn't really what we want to do anyway. We really want to have the benefits of owning real estate. And I say we. It was just my wife and I at the time. And... So we bought a fourplex. We just were like, well, let's just do it. You know, we really want a house hack, which is basically living in one of the units and renting out the other three, kind of living for free, managing the property. Uh, so we were like, let's do it. Bought a fourplex, and the fourplex ended up being a living nightmare, <laughs> having to do all the work ourselves. The renovations took a year and a half, and they're only supposed to take six months. We went $40,000 over budget. We were have, I was having to do all the work myself from the construction, the, the 
carpentry work, electrical work, plumbing work, roofing work, foundation work, everything. And it was just ridiculous. And so I really wanted to get out of that fully active role of what I was. I didn't want to be the property manager. I didn't want to be the jack of all trades, so to say. I wanted to be really good at one or two things and kind of have a team surrounding me doing all the other things that need to be done in order to be successful, but that I just wasn't good at. It didn't fill me up. It didn't make me happy. It didn't excite me in the morning. And so I stumbled upon uh, larger multifamilies. And I remember reading some books about it and going to a couple of meetups about it. And I, it was just solidified that this is exactly what I need to do. Everything that I wanted out in life was going to be through this avenue of multifamily syndication. The partnering, the ability to live more of a passive lifestyle, the scalability, being able to get to where I wanted to be much quicker than had I just continued to go the single family route. Being able to provide invest in, investing opportunities to other people, uh, specifically passive investors, that could come alongside with us and grow wealth alongside us. There's just so many different things that I really, really liked about it. So I got into it and I was all excited. I was ready to go. And then it ended up taking two years before we actually closed our first deal. And for a while it was just still me and my wife. So we were still looking to find a partner and what that might look like. But we ended up finding uh, two business partners and there's now the kind of the trio of us. And we've since closed a 42 unit complex, a 34 unit complex, a single family luxury flip, which is kind of a, a one-off, but it'll make us a quick million bucks. So it was one of those opportunities we felt like we couldn't pass up on. And then we recently closed another 148 units. We've got another 88 units under contract and uh, 262 units are getting ready to get under contract. So we've got a little over 239 units-ish right now between all of our portfolios combined. And we we're looking to reach a thousand units this year, about thirteen million dollars assets under management. And our three year outlook is to hit a hundred million dollars assets under management and finally get out of all of us kind of get out of our day jobs, our W twos, and go full time in this business. Nice. What a cool journey. Did your folks end up actually buying that $40,000 course? They did. They did, yeah. They uh, they called me and told me about it, and then they basically had already bought it. You know, It, uh, it was just telling me, hey, this is what we did, and this is what we're doing, and here's everything it's going to include, and here's what it's going to look like, and they're going to teach us how to flip all these houses, and they're going to, you know, they've already, like, applied for all these credit cards for us and the mm. credit cards are going to pay for the renovations and it's going to be at zero percent interest for the first 12 months so just as long as we get these couple of flips off the ground then we'll finally have some capital to pay for it ourselves later down the road it all sounded like kind of guru like but you know i didn't know anything at the time i wasn't in the industry so i just was like whatever it's y'all's money yeah it's what y'all want to do like, let me know how it goes. It sounds very interesting. The idea of being able to make more than my annual salary in one deal was very intriguing to me. It's like, sure. oh, I had no idea that this was possible. Uh, let me read more into this because 
you know, if you guys can do it, then surely I can do it. It sounds like so many other people are doing it and, you know, you see it on HGTV. So I just knew there was something there for me. I wasn't sure what it was, but I knew I needed to keep learning and reading and figuring out what that was going to look like for me. Yeah, I think that there's. I, I, I think it's cool to uh, to think about it in terms of what you're obviously drawn to and good at being an aircraft technician. I mean, to understand all the different components and parts and how they fit together and how the littlest thing can cause the plane to be destroyed in the air and and it, for everybody to die. So, how do you look at how your brain works and what 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 you're doing now? It's. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, just the other day at work, there was uh, one of the technicians replaced a couple of rivets, and the uh, it's called a booster panel, but it's basically just a panel that sits directly over the aileron. For those of you that are not at all familiar with airplanes, the aileron is what actually allows you to roll the airplane, makes mm-hmm. you go left and right in the air. And so we have to do a lot of ops checks and rigs and all this other stuff when it comes to any any adjustment that we do uh, around the flight control. So he'd replaced these rivets, and turns out he used the wrong fastener. He bucked the rivets the right way. Everything was, was fine. It's just the fastener was wrong. So the actual head of the fastener was probably like, I don't know, a couple millimeters bigger than hmm. what it was supposed to be. And so, literally, just a couple millimeters. And so we started, uh, we did a, an operational check on the aileron on that one. We rolled it, and as soon as we rolled it, we heard a loud, like, popping sound. Just a big boom. We were like, well, that ain't good. Shut it down. Check <laughs> uh, out what the heck this is. And we go over there, and sure enough, the couple millimeters too long rivets had completely like destroyed the skin of this aileron. And so just like you said, it's the smallest thing that can completely like, if that aileron was in flight and that happened and the skin got destroyed, I mean, granted, I don't think the aileron is gonna fly off or anything, but that could have severely damaged their ability to fly the airplane. And it could have been catastrophic. And so I think from that perspective, making sure that everything goes in place perfectly and kind of being very detail oriented, so to say a lot of that has actually rolled over into the business that I am now in in multifamily syndication. And then I'm trying to eventually get into be full time. You know, we've been implementing a lot of new processes and a lot of systems and we're really trying to streamline the entire process. You know, once we go through a deal, we want to look back at all the emails and the conversations and the things we had to do. We want to see what did we have to do to get to this point? You know, we had to submit the offer. We had to talk to the broker first and the broker sent us this deal. And then we had to analyze it. We had to analyze the market and then we had to potentially have a conversation, all three of us and make sure that our underwriting was good. And then we had to submit an LOI and then we had to get it under contract. And it's just all these little steps that you got to do, so we're trying to write checklists for all of these things and make it into somewhat of a machine in a way so that we don't have to constantly think about what we have to do moving forward. And when we, when we hire new employees in the future and we kind of outsource some of these tasks so we can become more of the visionaries in the business, less in that day-to-day minutia, 
we can easily hand this off to people and be like, look, here is basically your, your checklist, your task list of items that need to be accomplished in order for us to be successful in getting this deal or in managing the asset after we already have it. We've recently been implementing a new asset management tool and putting all those things together. And I feel like I have been spearheading a lot of this. Um, my my two business partners are definitely detail oriented, but they're detail oriented in like their own way. Like one of them, he's got his own weird, funky way of being productive on a daily basis. And he's probably one of the most productive people I've ever met, honestly. Uh, it's really insane how much he can get done in a day. But he's got his own strategy to do it. And he it's one of those strategies that maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense for other people. So it wasn't something that we could incorporate kind of company-wide. And so I had to go out and think, okay, well, your strategy is obviously working. And so how can I incorporate that into something we can all do, something that works for all of us at the central location? And so I had to just hit the ground running, start doing research, figure it out. And then I, I found a, a great company called Trello. It's a little, little app software that we've now been putting together and implementing into the business. And we've got our PM in there and we're in there and we've got our all partners are in there and trying to really turn it into a machine, just like you said. Um, and so that's, I would say that is how my day day job has been bleeding over, so to say into this, uh, this business. Yeah. I love it. It's a, it's interesting to me to think about that. There's no, there's not a guarantee that when I get on an airplane that, that it's going to safely arrive at, at, at the destination. I assume that it is. And I bet that it's 99.9% that, you know, most airplanes when they take off do arrive at their destination, but there's just stuff that can certainly happen. But that the percentage is so high because people like you have developed these processes and they've positioned this airplane for success. And therefore the passengers can be confident that when they get on it, that they're going to safely arrive, you know, barring crazy unforeseen circumstances. And so I think it's cool to, to, to hear about um, how somebody that actually does that uh, has expertise there, then takes and applies that to a new endeavor specifically here with real estate syndication. And I think that that certainly inspires confidence in people. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's very interesting too the way you've actually put it. I I don't think I ever actually pieced that together to think, you know, how does my day job as an aircraft technician bleed over into my my business? I don't think I've ever really just sat down and thought about that. So I kind of appreciate you asking the question because it made me think about it, and I think there are some some benefits because initially I always thought, you know, when the heck am I ever going to use aircraft technician skills? and real estate, you know, and it's funny because I actually did use a lot of it. I feel like when we were doing the fourplex and I was having to do all the work myself, mm -hmm. I thought, you know, if I can fix an airplane. I can fix a house, <laughs> figure it out. And so it, it, they're definitely not the same thing. There's definitely a lot of differences like carpentry work and some of, some of those skills that really require uh, a legitimate skill set. Uh, electrical work, stuff like that. I mean, granted, we do a lot of electrical work on airplanes, but um, just certain things there that I had to really learn uh, at YouTube University, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, all I have to say, I, I, I feel like I, I can really 
wrap my brain around the fact that this, what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, both in the business and in aviation, is actually kind of helping each other out in a way. Thousand percent. You know, as you are, as as you continue to scale and to grow and to bring on more partners and investors, you know, putting myself in their shoes, I would want to know. You know that Josh knows what he's doing, and he has a documented process. And to borrow that metaphor again, that while there's no guarantee that we're going to be successful and make money, we have checked as many boxes as we can, and uh, and we're positioning ourselves for success as 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 much as we can. Absolutely, love it. Well, Josh, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Difference making tip. You know, the biggest difference that I think has made an impact on me has probably just been consistency. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things in there. There's education, there's making sure you're finding the right partners, there's making sure that you're creating these systems and setting yourself up for success. There's all these different components to being successful in the industry that I'm in, but I think at the end of the day, for me, it's been consistent because there's been so many times that I could have just given up and quit. Like when we did the wholesaling thing for six months and spent about five grand during that time frame in marketing dollars and didn't get any deals, just five grand gone. And I'm like, man, this kind of sucks. You know, everyone, everyone told me I could make five to 10 grand per wholesale. deal, No problem. Like a standard wholesale fee. And I was looking forward to making some money. Well, here I am. I lost money. Didn't grow the capital stack at all. Didn't gain any experience because I didn't get to close anything. So what the heck am I doing? So then we pivoted and bought the fourplex, and the fourplex lost us some money. We didn't make a whole lot of money. Wasted a whole lot of time. It was extremely stressful on every aspect of my life, my marriage, my relationships, our finances, everything. And could have given up there too, like in the midst of it, when I had to start doing all the work myself, I could have said, you know what, screw it. I'm not doing the work. We're just going to take the loss and move on. This is too difficult, but I didn't quit there either. And then trying to get into multifamily, finding partners and spending two years analyzing deals and talking to brokers and talking to investors and trying to make things happen until we finally actually had a deal close. And then now, you know, we've got over $13 million in asset center management, all because I was consistent. And a lot of times people think consistency means doing a specific thing every day. But you don't have to do the same thing every day. You just have to do something that's going to move the needle for you that day. You have to know what your goal is, what you're actually trying to achieve, and then you have to kind of reverse engineer it all the way back to today. Like, okay, three years is where I want to be. Okay, so what do I need to do today to get me where I need to be in a year? Where do I, what do I need to do today to get me where I need to be in six months, three months, one month, the next week, today, the next minute, and all the way down to during these next five minutes, what can I do that will help me achieve that goal? And just doing those little small baby steps consistently will get you to where you want to be. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. That is uh, really well said right there. I think we're reading off the same church music. It- couldn't uh, couldn't agree more. Consistency is such a key, and uh, doesn't need to be the same thing every day. So, well said, Josh. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you, and how can people engage with you and Ferrari Capital? Absolutely. So you can actually go on our website at glcap.co. 
that's golf lima charlie alpha papa dot co um and all of our information is on that website you can find all our social media links there which we typically post quite often so you can stay up to date with what's going on there also have a monthly newsletter you can get a part of that kind of keeps you up to date with what is going on inside of the business new deals we're looking at new deals we've tried but have failed uh new partnerships what the market data is looking like, new investment opportunities, all the steps in there. Also got a free ebook for anyone just interested in learning what the heck even is multifamily syndication. And we've been talking about it for the last 20 minutes, but I have no idea what it is. So there's an ebook on there, absolutely free, that you can get. It gives basically the ultimate guide to investing in multifamily. Uh, we also have our own podcast, like you, like you mentioned uh, earlier. Well, we've got a podcast called Creative Capital. So if you're just interested in learning how to, grow or preserve your wealth via real estate investing any possible strategy or way to do so we talk about it on that show so feel free to go check that out at creative capital um or just go to the website because all that's up there beautiful well if you enjoyed this much as i did show josh your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas go to glcap.co Check out all the great resources, follow them on social, and pick up that ebook on understanding multifamily syndication. And check out the Creative Capital podcast as well. Thanks again, Josh. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.